Welcome to another episode of the Courtside Takeover Podcast. I'm Dez. It's your boy, Dwight, man. And we here with another interview, man. We got um somebody who actually, I, I've been following his career since he was top 100 ranked in the country, man, to the journey he had over there with Cincinnati. Um, Four-year career, um, still all-time assist leader, still hold the record um, for assist leader and just multiple other accolades. Um, Great high school career. I'm just excited to be sitting here now, the head coach over there at Clark Montessori, man. What's up, Cash, man? How's it going? Man, I'm doing good, man. How about yourself? Man, I'm doing well, man. I can't complain, man. I, I, I really can't, man. Just trying to grind it out. Yeah, I feel that, man. That's what's up. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, just how the summer been treating you, man? Like, how's it been, man? You at a new program. Um, <laughs> how, how the summer been? It's been long. Um, like I said... Uh, started JV. I was JV head coach last year. Uh, transitioned that to One Vision, which was an AAU program. And then I got the job at Clark as the head coach during the time that I was doing AAU. So I've been doing both for the past month and trying to find the staff for Clark, which is all levels, which is uh, high school along with junior high. So it's, it's been a little stressful month. Yeah, I seen the post you actually made earlier. I just actually shared it. Now, what's been your biggest challenge? Just being a new head coach. Now you, I mean, as an assistant, you really like you because I've been an assistant coach. You coming in and you taking not taking orders from the from the varsity head coach, but you just kind of coming in and just doing whatever you need. But now it's like this is your program. So what's been the biggest challenge so far? Uh, the biggest program. I mean, the biggest challenge to me is just finding the right people. Uh, you know, everybody wants it, everybody wants it because it's a paying job. So everybody wants to be involved and wants to do this and do that. But to me, it's just making sure I, I find the right people that fit what, what I want to do and what we want to build at Clark. Right. So, you know, it, it wouldn't mean anything just to put anybody in there. So it's just making sure that the person that gets that position or gets that, uh, that job, you know, understands what, what's the goal that we're trying to achieve. What what motivates you most to to like what motivates you most to push everybody every day like to get better over there at Clark? Oh well, well my motivation comes it's simple. Um, I actually tell Coach Cronin this all the time. Once once I kept getting hurt, I told him I'm I'm gonna be one of the best coaches ever. So my motivation is that I'm I've been waiting on this opportunity. And I'm ready to start the task. Like maybe me coming to Cincinnati wasn't to be a basketball player per se, but maybe this this was my calling. I love to do it. I love to push kids, and you know I love to be around it. So it makes me happy. So you know you find something that you're happy, and you know that's that's what you should stick to. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Now let's get let's dive into a little bit more of the past. Um, as as I well as I may know, most people may know you from Savannah, Georgia. How was it growing up in Savannah, Georgia? Uh, it was cool, man. I, I loved it. Um, of course, better weather than Cincinnati, but um, a little different. You know, Savannah is, is, you know, a little, you know, smaller than Cincinnati. So most people know everybody, which can cause conflict and, and things like that. So not everybody's happy to see you be successful and everything like that. But when you do find a group of people that's, that's with you and, and down and ride with you, you, you stick with them people, they're going to push you. And another part, a good part about being in Savannah, I still talk to the same people. So it's all, I still have the same friends and everything since I had since high school and, and middle school. So uh, it was a, you know, it was a blessing to come from that place. 
watching Dude. watching your game over time, um, you know, your your career averaging and just just looking at old tape of you, um, four year four years in high school averaging 32, six and three. I really like to me, I think you played the same way you did in high school that you did through college and you did like through the pros, like play with feisty, play with passion. Where do you get the passion from that you play with? Man, I, I love this game, man. Um, you know, I was one of the kids growing up, didn't really have much that, you know, um, in the eighth grade, I got cut from playing basketball. So, you know, it wasn't one of them things where I was always good. So I pretty much wasn't that good until I got to high school and I got a, a different type of grind. And I realized that basketball can take me places, you know, you know, some people don't look at it like that, but to me, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you actually don't have anything, you got nothing to lose and you want everything. And that's what's my thing. I wanted it all. Once I got a piece and seeing how people life changed once they got to college and, you know, being the first person from Savannah that got a full ride. And I think it was like, uh, 15 years, I was the first person to actually go to a, a, a big-time school. Man, that's what's up. Yeah, so, you know, it, it was one of them things, man. Like, that, that drive just, just comes from being, you know, nobody expected it. Uh, my, my funniest thing I tell people is I played for the Atlanta Celtics in the ninth grade. And, you know, my dad was, you know, my dad's nice. part the coolest person I've known. Uh, so he he's always drive. He used to drive me anywhere I needed to go. So the Lions Celtics wanted, you know, they asked me to come play with them along with two other my uh, teammates. But when we got to the game, come to find out, the only reason they invited me to play was because I was the rock. Dang. Right? Uh. So so that that motivated me to be successful because my thing was then I'm going to be the best one out here. You know, I'm going to make it where you ain't going to have a choice. They ain't going to matter, right? And then I flipped that five years later to one of the people who who was, they wanted, I got offered a scholarship to go to Georgia and they told me that they would take him with me if I go there. You know what I'm saying? So imagine right. that in four, in four years, I flipped from being the extra on the AAU team to being, I, I, I could dictate that person going to a, a high level school. That's, that's, that's big time. Big time. So, so, if you could do it all over again, what would you do different? Um. Oh, I just had this conversation. All right. So my thing was, I, like I said, it was in 15 years, nobody from my city, you know, did nothing like I did. So I didn't have really people around me to show me what I needed to do. It was pretty much on my own. You know, my parents, he never did it. You know, nobody in my family ever did it. So they couldn't really speak on how to help me and how to get to the next level. You get what I'm saying? So what I've learned and what I should have did different was, you know, the journey ain't over once you get to college. You know, right. you can be you can be successful. You can be even more successful in college if you keep the same mindset you come in with in high school. But, you know, there's other things that happen in college and other things that go along with that life that kind of deter people. But what I would do is put better people around me, you know, look for a mentor and find somebody who, who've done it before, who, who kind of understand the way and, and can guide you because that, that's the most important part. You, you want somebody around you who can guide you, who know what to do, you know, <clears throat> who when you ain't in the gym, who gonna motivate you and tell you that's where you need to be. You know, I didn't have that. 
So just just looking back, I, I would have seeked out for somebody who could have actually helped me and who who made it to that next level, way past just the college level to uh, push me. But that didn't happen until I got to the pros. When I got overseas, I found a, a mentor who showed me the way. But by then, you know, you you're a little older in the game, so it's it's some difference. Yeah. You know, yeah. Fast forward. Um, fast forward. We're going into college. You know, you you, you at UC? Why UC? I see that you had other options that you could have picked from. Um, like you said, Georgia. I see Tennessee. Why UC? Okay. So how how life works full circle. Uh, when I was in, uh, when I was in ninth grade, uh, when I first got to the, my prep school, I went to, um, coach Larry Davis was at, uh, Furman university and nobody, and this was during the time when I was, you know, transitioning from being a nobody to somebody. Right. Right. So he was the first person to arch to see me, you know, during that time process, you know, change transforming to a, you know, to, to somebody. And he offered me a scholarship, you know, he wrote my first letter and everything like that. So transitioning to my 11th grade year, initially I was committed to go to Clemson. Mm. So I committed to Clemson my sophomore year and I decommitted my junior year when uh, Larry Davis got the associate head coach job at Cincinnati. So then, fast forward that, you go, uh, it came down to me and Kimba, and my top two were, well, top three were Tennessee, not Tennessee, Connecticut, and Cincinnati, because I wanted to play in the Big East, or I wanted to play for Bruce Pearl, right? So he picked Connecticut, of course, he was the higher ring guard, so he picked Connecticut, so I got the other choice, so I got Cincinnati. And we both ended up in uh, the Big East. I like that. Um, interesting, interesting. So going into that, um, okay. <clears throat> so a lot of a lot of players redshirt for a lot of different reasons. Maybe injury. Maybe because they know the person in front of them is a senior. When they graduate, this is my opportunity to you know take over the throne, be the man of the team, be the point guard. What was your mindset during that redshirt year? Oh, hold on now. My red shirt year was a little different, so I was hurt. So okay. I told my like I told my ACL uh, <laughs> the the first official practice wow. on the last on the last drill of the day. Damn. Yep. So my initial plan when I came there was to start from the get go. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't the red shirt nothing like that. It turned out to be a blessing, but initially, you know. I was heartbroken that first year, to be totally honest with you, because I went from, like I used to tell people, I never had an ankle injury, like an you know how people sprain ankles and growing AU and stuff like that? I never had nothing, nothing. And my first injury was a torn ACL. Dang. Yeah. The first one ever. That's crazy. The first one. So imagine I did all, um, I did all the preseason workouts. I did the Dev Rose League. I did the... Um, the midnight, the uh, madness scrimmage and everything. And then I got to the first official practice at the end of the practice. And I did that. So that's what I did. Now, even oh, looking back at that, when you say things that I could have changed, looking back, I wish I would have put my, put my, put my face in the film 
and and would have just learned more while while I was there instead of being down that I was injured and actually took it as more of a positive and developed my skills and developed my mental understanding the game. But you know that goes back to saying you, when you don't have people around you that kind of understand what's going on and can motivate and can push you in the right direction, you know you just don't know. So my next question gonna be, man, you got your top five players in the league right now. Who your top five, man? Top five. One, Steph Curry. Two, I'm gonna go with Ooh, that's hard. Oh. Dang. Well, James Harden. Uh three, LeBron, four, I Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant, five. Uh, Anthony Davis. I like now, that. Now, who's your most, who's your favorite player to watch? My favorite player in general ever is LeBron James. Yeah, got you, got you. Yeah. Uh, now, um, I just found it real interesting being that you, um, you redshirted that one year. So, being that you redshirted now, you see career, you see career leader in games played, you see career leader in steals. You see Big East like championship. I, like, how do you feel when you hear all these accolades? Being that you just a kid from the inner city, coming from Savannah, Georgia, really, like you said, you was the first kid in 15 years to even make it. So being that you hold these records at this high level program, how does that make you feel? Just being like a- your name up there with big old man. Yeah, like just one of the greats. To be to be totally honest with you, man. I don't even I, you know, where I work at now, people say, you know, they, they talk about all that stuff and, you know, being on the news and stuff like that. Once I accepted the job, I just don't look at it like that. Like I say, I, I came up from having nothing. So nobody really expected me to be here. Nobody expected me to get this far. Well, I didn't expect that. So I look at it like, yeah, it's great, but I don't think about it. So sometimes I forget. And then when I talk to people, it, you know, when they talk about it, you know, you get that thing like, oh, okay. But for me, I just look at myself like a regular person, man. It's just like I do normal stuff like everybody else. Yeah, I, I did that stuff in college and, and stuff like that. But, man, like, I don't know. Sometimes it, it just – you just forget about it, you, to be totally honest. And and that's that's not a knock, but it's just like, you know, that, that stuff was, uh, was great. But I'm trying to accomplish right now something even better. Yeah, um, yeah, I like that. We go get into that because I want to get into the whole Clark experience. What made you? I, we, yeah, I like that. We're gonna get into that because I think that's a whole interesting situation in yourself being that you are who you are. So I think you could have got a lot of different positions. So we're gonna swing into that. Um, leaving you see, um, I think this is a real, I think this is a really, really good experience for a lot of people who decide to go play overseas. I think it's, um, I think it's like a culture change, like a, like a kind of like a lot, like, like it's like life changing. So, how was that experience? Man, to be honest, my first place, uh, I loved it. Uh, I went to the Netherlands, played on the, uh, the Groningen team, played in the Euro Challenge, well, Euro, uh, Euro Cup and everything like that. So I got to go, like, to Italy, uh, Finland, uh, all types of places uh, uh, just around the world. And the most important thing to me was I got to take my mom, you know, my team, the team that I played for, I actually paid for my mom to come overseas. That's dope. Yeah. So, so you know, my thing was I, I got to send my mom out the country. You know, not many people can say that they got their parents out the country 
and they didn't have to pay for it. Like, you know, it, it was just, you know, my skills paid for that to happen. Like and then that. and then to put a cherry on the top, I won a championship, uh, made first team while I was there. So, yeah, I, yeah. I, I see that you was a real intricate part to that team. Now, um, yeah, I see that you was a real intricate part to that team. Now, hey, what was? Go ahead, White. Man, my question is, what was the first thing? Like, man, once you signed that pen to the paper, man, what was the first thing you bought? Like if, if, if it was for moms, if it was for you, like what was the first thing you was like, yeah, man, I just, I, I, yeah, I just spent that bag, man. Like, all right, see, this one's a little different, all right. So I got engaged when I was uh in college, my senior year. So what I dropped the bag on was my wife's wedding engage wedding ring. So I got her one when we was in college, and okay. then once I once I got the money. I, I upgraded it. So that was the first thing. I invested in my in my uh, family. How about that, so to speak? Nice. So, so, man, that's a blessing. Congrats, boy. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, something I – what is the weirdest thing you've seen over there? Because they so different from the, the states. So what's the weirdest thing you've seen over there from food to culture to just – like what's what's one thing you seen that you was like, all right, man, look, it's time to go back home. <laughs> yeah, all right. So so my thing is everything is smaller. Like mm-hmm. for instance, like uh in Holland, all they do is ride bikes. So you can literally ride get on a bike and ride from city to city. And that's how it's built. It ain't built for cars and nothing like that. It's built for like you to drive bikes. And another one was is living is being in Finland where you only get uh, six hours of sunlight per day. Damn. Wow. Yeah. So so if you want to know about what made you want to say you want to go home, I think that would be it. Imagine you you wake up at, at eight and it's still kind of dark outside. Then you get some light at nine. And then you light, you know, it get back dark about three, four o'clock every day. Wow. That's, that's crazy. I never knew that. That's crazy. Right, um, finishing finishing your career over there what led you back here oh simple oh i mean well wait now that we think about it it's kind of it's kind of weird <laughs> so remember i told you i told my acl the first practice right yeah eight years later same day i tore the same acl and that was it wow same day eight years later See, now oh. that's, go ahead, White. So after that, like, what? Why Cincinnati though? Why not? Why you ain't go back to Savannah? Like, what? Oh, so that, that that goes back to it. Remember, I told you I invested in my family. So my wife works at GE, so she's here. Gotcha, gotcha. So now that she works at GE, which is a great job that she has, she was able to, you know, that's based our foundation right there. So then we go. Now I'm here and able to use all the relationships I have to, to start my life. Yeah, um, I think that was real interesting that you said that that because you know I'm I'm a, I tell everybody this I'm a soul believer of everything happened for for a reason. I don't believe in karma. I don't believe in fate. So it's crazy that you said eight years later, same day, the same ACL. I just find that so ironic that um, 
and it actually puts you in this position doing something you want to do, doing something that you love doing as like a person, as a player, as a mentor, as a coach to just give back to the youth, to just be here to help the kids, guide the kids, coach the kids and like show them and tell them things that, you know, like the experiences that you said you didn't have, like being a mentee that you said you didn't have and I always wanted to be. So I really think like it led you here for a reason. Yep, I agree with that. I really honestly believe that. So um, coming back down here, Coach and Clark, what is your five-year outlook for the Clark Cougars? Oh, five years. Five years. All right, so first year is, is to build a model of, 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 of consistency, um, hard work, like, and, thing, and things like that. Um, second year is to instill, make sure our program is basically everybody from top to bottom is trained and trained the right way. You know, a, a lot of people, you know, a lot of programs I've looked around at, you know, they do different things and, and whatnot. But for me, I, I've coached, well, I've been a player on the Belgium national team coach, the Croatian national team coach, Russian national team coach. So I've seen different ways of coaching. So my thing is, in, in year two to three, is to transition that our program into a program that is built like a European style pro, you know, team. You know, where we where we do things like that, where we 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 shoot and we 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 work out. You know, it's just not about the players' basketball game. You know, I want to give out tests and things like that, just to make their IQ better. You know. That, that's my main thing, building the IQ around that school and, and building the hunger to win and, and the knowing that we can do this stuff. You know, Clark has been a good program, so I came – my job in five years is to bring a, a state championship there. Damn. So if any, anything under a state championship in five years, I, I honestly feel like I fail because, like I told you at the beginning, my goal and what I've always said is I'm going to be the best coach ever. Like, that's, 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 that's not a question to me. Like, it's not one of them things where – I'm playing like nah. At the end of the day, when it all when the chips fall, I'm gonna be one of the best coaches that ever did this. What are your three coaching principles? Like, what what's the things the three things you base your program off of? Oh, okay. First thing, you gotta be consistent. You know, if if you're not consistent and, and work ethic and 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 your and your way that you approach the game, then you're never gonna be successful. That's uh, I agree. Second one is don't waste your time. Not my time, your time. You know what I mean? I already did it. I already been to college and did this stuff. I could tell my kids. But the most important is you got to value your time. You know, what is your time worth? And and the last thing would just be uh, you. they got people got to be able to hold themselves accountable, and that's me included. So if you don't have accountability – along with being consistent and and another thing that you ain't got nothing. So that that's my three. What does one vision mean to you? Easy. It, it was my it was my vision which was number one. Uh my vision is to to be a mentor and to teach kids that they can that you know that anything is possible. And, and I'm a so and I'm a, a person that basically comes from that. You know, I didn't have anybody to train me. I didn't have anybody to uh, help me, so to speak. But 
out, like I say, I went from being a nobody to being the number one guard in the state of Georgia in a, in a basically a year. With basically myself and going to the gym and like I say, being consistent and taking it serious and volume my time. You know, yeah, I took it personal that I was the ride. You know what I mean? It, it, it became, uh, uh, basically I, I became obsessed with the fact that I was going to be successful. And, and that's, that's the thing to me. It's crazy because talking to you and the passion, the question I asked you earlier, where did your passion come from? You talk just like you play, how weird as it sound. But you play, when I used, when I used to watch you play, you play so passionate. You play like with, with a- Confidence. You play with confidence. So listening to you talk, now I see where your style of play came from. Now, by me saying that, I'm asking you, do you, like, because a lot of people say the players resemble the coach. Like, the players are a shadow of the coach. Now, do you, do you like, require your program? Like, or I don't know, if, do you have your program to have that ch same chip on their shoulder? Or how do you get your guys to get the best out of them as you well, like I get what you're so saying. natural okay. for you uh so so my thing is uh you know Clark is a Montessori school so of course it's a little different in, in how how they are you know as people because you know Montessori versus public school is a little different right mm -hmm. but me coming from prep school you know basically I had a graduation class of 10 so I come from basically a Montessori type type system. So the key is to me is to get the get my kids around schools like Taft, Moeller, LaSalle, get them to practice and scrimmage with them over the summer. Not not schools in our own division, but better schools that 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 come with that same grit and 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 things like that and have players that want to achieve college level. You know, if you want to be successful, you need to be around people that's going to be successful. And, I, and that's the only way to achieve it. You know what I mean? I, I can't expect them to achieve a new level if, they, if they're seeing the same level. So my goal, you know, in the summertime is like, man, yeah, we may take some losses in the summertime because we're going to be playing better in bigger schools. But they're going to learn and they're going to see what it's like to work. And, you know, those, you know, those kids at certain schools, you know, you go to the Hughes with Kenny Satterfield, just got that job. Yeah, congratulations to him. Yeah, you go to like the West High with Stokes and things like that, and or Bruiser at Gamble, like those schools with those kids that that have achieved some success, and you know they hungry for it and they want to go to college. It's a different level of, of competitiveness, and in order for me to unlock that in my kids, you know it can't just be me saying it. I gotta show them. I gotta show them what other kids their age is doing and put That's them in that fire. And, and and that's the most and to me that's the most important thing that how I can change the culture at, at Clark and make it you know like I say in five years we are now we are state champions because that's a part of it just changing the whole culture bringing bringing the alumni back to do open gyms and, and simple stuff like that to change it. I like that man. Speaking into existence now, what's your relationship like with all the other coaches in the city? Well, you know, <laughs> over the past two weeks. Uh, I mean, it goes back to what you said, like people know who you are. Mm -hmm. So a, a lot of coaches have been reaching out, you know, connecting, building relationships and things like that. Like, you know, Coach Rebels from the CCPA reached out, 
you know, going to do a scrimmage with you know, a scrimmage and a practice, uh, Taft the same way, Bruiser at Gamble, West High. I've talked to Loveland. I mean, you know, it's, it's been a lot of coaches. I've been having some positive feedback. And, you know, so that's, you know, that's new to me, but just building relationships and making sure I keep the relationships right and not, you know, you know, a lot of people do some, some different things and that burn bridges and everything like that. Just making sure I'm, I'm politically correct and, and, and right within myself of how I want to do things and, and have friendships with other people, relationships with other people. Gotcha. So you've been around the, the high school basketball scene for a few years now or whatever. So who two, three of your favorite players to watch around the city? Oh boy, let's see here. Uh I like well of course from one vision I'm gonna go with my guys. I, I like uh the twins at Euler. Um I like the twins too. Yeah, I like them. I like them. So of course I got a chance to see I got a chance to see uh Paul McMillan uh okay. for the first time this 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 uh this weekend and, and he he's he's an advertised like I told the kids hey you can tell that uh, his dad showed him how to play basketball and he understands like angles and uh, he's smooth with as a point guard you know like I said I've, I've never watched him till this weekend but to actually watch him you know I, I was I, I came away uh madly impressed with him. Uh, Rayvon is a nice, another kid that's that's nice to me. Uh, Jay Sean from Hughes, I like him. He like a pit. Yeah, that's hey, that's the hey, that's the man for real. I tell him, you the man, man. I grass. Yeah, uh, but also you know some some people you know some names start to want to talk about uh like Tony Russell at West High, like, like yeah. him. Um, let's see. Shoot, what's the what's the other dude that passed? Um, the guard. The Makai. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like him. I like him. Uh, uh, Bubakar at West High. I like AB. Yeah, he nice. Let's see. Uh, I don't know. What's it's another little guard that plays for Mid Midwest. Um. Man, what's Lando and them guards name? Man, man, I like the whole them guards that at, that place with um Oh Land oh he played with Lando. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, hey, I like him. He nice too. Okay. I yeah, I know he's talking about I just can't put the name with it. I can you hey why yeah. what are you talking about? Yeah. Uh I can't think I can't think of it. Yeah, it's all good. We on the same person though. Yeah, we on the same, we on the same page. Yeah, and, and I like so, um Makai hey, Wilson I, at, at Cub Calf too though. Okay, Mackay Wilson. My next question, man, how you feel about that new hire over there at UC? What you uh, think in the future for them? You know what, man? So far, so good. I, I, I can say that. You know, the difference between him and the last coach, he, you know, he reached out to me, called and everything. You know, they actually are trying to build a relationship with the former players, you know, making sure that, you know, that to me is important. I think so, too. If, if it goes back to like I said with Clark. If you don't get those former players in there to 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 show what what's the uh what's the history like and things like that, if you try to basically create your own program, it ain't gonna it ain't gonna be successful because you ain't got nobody to support you. So with this guy, I feel like you know he he's been saying the right things and going about it the right way. So like I tell him, and you he got somebody with him. You know I, I'm I'm with you. You know. If all of us fails, man, we we'll see what's gonna happen. You ain't I ain't gonna never talk bad about him and nothing like that, man. Let's see. 
you know, he's talking, he's talking great. You know, he's getting some good people to come. You know, I, I'm willing to give him a chance, man. I want to see what he's going to do. Yeah, man. Um, I've always been a UC fan growing up just um, just because I didn't even know. I didn't tell you a lot to be honest. I didn't even know Xavier was in Cincinnati so I was like 12. So. It's, it's not, though. But it's, it's not. <laughs> For it's not, real? It ain't so part of no wood or something like that. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah so I always been is out the way over there or something. So I always been a UC fan growing up. So when they was looking for culture, I was rooting for Nick Van Exel so hard. So I'm curious. Yeah, I think we all was rooting for Nick. I thought I was thinking I was like, dang, that'd be that'd be dope, man. That'd Just, be man, dope. He been around the culture scene already. He's a former player, played for the you know, and it's like a lot of coaches bring it back. A lot of teams bring it back their former players. You see Georgetown got Patrick Ewing over there. You see the success Jawan Howard had at Michigan this year. So, and I think those former players know the program better than anybody else. So, yep. so I'm just, um, I wish the new coach good luck. I'm really curious to see what he do this year. Me being a UC fan, um, I'm just, I, I just wish them the best. I just want to see what he do this year. So, and me and you both, man, I, we need it. It's time for our takeover segment of the day. We're going to ask you a couple questions. You could just answer them, like, you know, as, as honest as you can to the best of your ability. So, in your opinion, what is the best basketball shoe to play in? Oh, God. Uh, low top Kobe's. Low top. Oh, okay. I've been seeing a lot of people rocking the Kobe's too, man. Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, low top Kobe's. I want to say that Kobe 10th. I think that's the one I like. I can't be sure. Five dinner yeah. guests, dead or alive. Oh, easy. LeBron James, uh, Michael Jackson. Um, shoot. Uh, Barack Obama, uh, Halle Berry, uh, Beyonce. Oh, okay. You, uh, them two last ones, great ones, but okay. Go That's ahead. right. <laughs> top, top five favorite rap artists, hip hop. Good one. All right, we'll be we'll describing as hip hop. Are we talking like, could, could, would Drake be hip hop for y'all? Man, uh, he, he, he more a pop. <laughs> All right, well, Drake, my favorite rapper. So we're going to go, we're going to go Drake, uh, uh, Lil Bootsy, because I'm from down south. Oh, I love, man. Uh, Lil Baby, uh, Camouflage, I probably don't know who that is, but he's from Savannah, so he, but he's top, he's my top five. Um, oh, and, and, and Lil Wayne. Got you. Um, I think I like the Boosie pick. I think Boosie really slept on a lot. I listened to so much Boosie growing up, so a little Boosie yeah. pick. I was I grew up on Boosie, man. People don't understand that. Well, well you know what? Like if you ask Yancey and all them guys, they did tell you. They grew up coming to things. That's all I listened to, man. Yeah, um, he's like he's like Al Jay Z. Yeah, Boosie hard. He say Michael Jordan coming on. He said they play the Knicks. Yeah, they fine. Yeah, I love Boosie. Uh, all right. Best high school player you ever seen play in person? Oh, best high school player I've ever seen in person. Lou Williams. Lou Williams? Lou Williams. Dang, for real? That's that's something you don't hear. That's something you don't hear. Tell me about that story. Okay, so this was, I think, I was, I think I had to be like 12 years old. uh, And he was, 15 playing 17 under uh so we went to the gym in swanee georgia and you know all, all the hype you hear all the hype and everything like that man i, I watch him give somebody 50 points in you game 50 right 
And I'm not talking, I'm talking, you know how Lou Williams scored. But back then, you got, he had bounce and everything. He was catching lobs. He was doing everything. Final play of the game. Do you know how Duke smacked the floor on defense? Yeah. Yep. The dude went to smack the floor, and by the time he lifted his head up, Lou Williams was, was rising up for a drink. <laughs> right? So imagine that you 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 are a twelve year old kid looking at this game and you know this is you know you know I really didn't know who he was at first you know then you start to you start to hear about him and everything like that but before that time and you just watching him you like that was the most incredible thing I've ever seen man crazy a player coming to Clark that's listening to this what should he expect um that it won't be it's gonna be hard man it's gonna be hard work. Because at the end of the day, you know, if if we or as a team or a program is looking to achieve what I want to achieve in, you know, state championships, then you have to work like state champions work. So, and that goes down from even the coaches that's coming. Uh, if you're not willing to put the work in, if you're not willing to spend the extra hours to, for us to be successful, it's not going to be for you. Because in order for me to achieve my goal, I'm going to have to push you to achieve goals you probably don't even think you can achieve. Because I think that I can achieve greatness as a coach, like I say, and be the best ever. So I need people around me with the same mindset. So if you don't have that same mindset, it's going to be hard because you're going to look at me pushing you as pushing you too far. But that's just how it is. That's just how it's going to go. I like that. Anybody listening to this that plan on coming to Clark, just know you're going to work. You're going to grind. You're going to work for everything that's coming your way. That's right. Last but um, ask Des and Dwight. Do you got any questions for me and Dwight? Uh, what made y'all want to uh, like start Courtside Takeover? Um, I started it really out of really. Okay, so if you know my story, so I'm visually impaired. Most people call it legally blind, but okay. pick, so. I started this really, I was coaching over at Hughes for seven years, um, me and Dwight actually. So I'm like, okay, being the fact that I would never be a head coach, I love the game so much and I wanted something to just stay around the game, to stay in the game, to still talk to people, to still like be a voice. So right. like, okay. podcasts are so popular and I love podcasts. I'm like, maybe I could just sit down and interview players, interview coaches, um, something we got coming up this season, Motivation Monday, interviewing pastors, interviewing black business owners, interview, like there's different people talking to different people. So I really thought like, okay, I didn't think that it was going to be what it was, what it is now, but I'm like, okay, it's actually going well. So I'm like, I think this could be something that we could actually like do something with and go far with. Like being that we brothers, we knew each other 10, 15 plus years. So think this would have been like a great opportunity for the both of us. And and Dez presented the opportunity to me, man, and I was all for it, man. I'm like, I love basketball. I love being around it. Love, I, man, it, it's a joy, man. I just got finished coaching my first year. I'm like, man, why not? Yeah, Keep going up. Why not? So, but so so far in, in y'all process, if you can, if y'all can give advice to somebody over the stuff you learn from just uh, listening to people. And and being being around the game, what would you what would you tell kids? Because my my thing is, like I said, I'm I'm a newer coach, so getting advice from people who you know been around that is important to me. So what, what advice would you would you give to kids that, that what I mean what advice have you learned so far that you that you can give away? Man, my advice would be, man, be you. Don't don't be afraid to be yourself, man. You you want to win, 
do whatever it takes. Don't let don't let one bad seed spoil the whole, you feel me, the whole batch. Be you. Don't be afraid to be you, man. That's the only thing I could really say to everybody, man. Something else too. Stay consistent. Um, I think consistency is big, and don't nobody even know how big consistency is until you're in it. So it could be something as simple as waking up every morning and putting your do-rag on, just building good habits. Like I think once you build good habits, it could be something that could become magnified. So I could be, I could be um something as simple as like I said, putting my do-rag on every day. You don't even know the effect that could have 10 years down the run, 10 years down the line, because putting your do-rag on could turn into picking your kids up every day at four o'clock and not being late is making the, making a proper clothes out um, making sure you making sure you hedge on the screen or making sure you fall back when it's a when it's a pick and roll and it's just little stuff like that so being consistency go being consistent go a long way and longer than people think so just being consistent too that's another big one I like that mm-hmm. so appreciate um, that. hey um this oh I'm gonna just say this before I get out of here, man. Look, so like I said, me we growing up watching you. Um, like I said, I've been following you since you was top 100 in the country when you went Dion Dixon, Yancey Gates, uh, Toller, you was Mick Cronin. So I really appreciate you for just giving me the interview, being able to just sit down and come talk to me. Um, I done reached out to a lot of people, you know. And in this business, you go get a lot of people that reply. You go get a lot of people that don't. You go get a lot of people that leave you on scene. So. And I appreciate the fact that I've been following you so long and um, just reaching out to you. You was real open. You was transparent. You was willing to sit down. We was working. You communicated with me. So I just wanted you to know that I really appreciate that. And I noticed that. So and to a, to somebody like me that's really just trying to just just make a name for themselves. And I really appreciate somebody like you to just really just sit down with me, talk to me and just give me the time of day. Yeah, no problem, man. I appreciate the offer. You even offer me to come on here, man. Man, no doubt, man. Uh, thank you. Hey, right, you're welcome, man. You guys have a good one, man. All right, you too. Yes, it's first time to take over podcast, and we out.